Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Suns insider Kellen Olson joins Burns and Gambo to talk Phoenix Suns basketball. Hey, Kevin. Uh, Kellen Olson, Arizona Sports. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the Valley. Uh, oh, yeah. Can you say it again? I'm Kellen. Welcome to the Valley. Nice to meet you. Courtside with Kellen. Brought to you by Southwest Gas. Committed to exceeding expectations today while innovating sustainable solutions for tomorrow. Kellen Olson, our Suns guru from ArizonaSports.com, joining us in studio for his weekly segment as the Suns taking on the Brooklyn Nets tonight. The road trip continues, the seven-gamer. They're more than halfway through it. They're 2-2 two and two on the trip so far. Three more games to go. And uh, before we look ahead to Brooklyn, let's look back for just a second at Miami. I, I thought those first three quarters of that game were some of the crispest, cleanest, fundamentally sound, best executed basketball I've seen the Phoenix Suns play all year. It was, they might, they might've had other games, Kellen, where they had a bigger, you know, lead on the scoreboard. I don't recall seeing a game where they played better for the first year. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I wrote about in Arizona sports.com. And we were just talking about it on the empire of the Suns podcast as well. And the thing about the NBA is you do not need to be a absolute juggernaut during the regular season, you just need to be solid. You just need to be consistent. If you play B-minus basketball for the, nearly the entirety of the season, you're going to win 50-plus games. And that was one of the first times this season where I just saw them as solid. They were moving the ball. They were rotating together defensively. They were taking care of the ball. They were rebounding the ball. A lot of just the little things that you need to do to be a complete basketball team, they were doing until the fourth quarter showed up. And then... I don't know what the difference is. It's so bizarre to me. They're shooting 44% from three in the third quarter, and they're shooting 31% in the fourth. I think it's what a combination. That? What is that? I think it's a combination of a lot of things. We've talked about it mentally. It could be a thing. To me, I do think it's fatigue. I think it's. I do think fatigue starts to set in. These guys are playing heavy, heavy minutes. They only played nine guys in that game the other day. The start, because the bench has been so poor throughout most of the season, the starters have really had to put a lot of pressure on themselves to score and score and score and score. So I think if you said to me, what's the number one reason? Because I think there are several. I think there are several reasons, several factors. But I think the number one thing is I do think fatigue sets in with this team. It puts you in a jam, too, because... Devin Booker, it's like, okay, when can he come back in? He had to come in with 10 minutes, I think 9.57 left in the fourth quarter is when he had to come back into that game. And it wasn't even like Miami hadn't even cut it down to like five or six. Vogel knew he had to get a jump on it real early before things spiraled even more. And that's where you start to look at his rotation. You're like, okay, Book wants to play the entire first and third quarter. That's what he feels the most comfortable with. When you went through how this rotation was going to work, him and Kevin both like it to be that way. But Kevin was the one to be like, I'll, I'll come out. Three, two, two, three minutes. They had like a joint conversation or something like that that he referenced a while ago. And now it's with Book, it's like, okay, can you take him out at like the three minute mark of the first so he can play the entire fourth? Is that too many minutes? Like, when does he do you flip him and Brad so he can play the whole fourth? But now you're talking about the end of the, the, the back half of the uh, second or excuse me, the first and third quarters being more of an issue for you because I don't think it's just going to like change because we see the problems at the start of the second quarter at times as well that look similar to what happens in the fourth quarter. Um, as well, but that's what it all, all comes back to, Gambo, is that their bench hasn't been reliable enough to where, you know, those times where you're like, yeah, just leave them out there. Don't even bring the starters back in. Just leave. how many times has that happened? Never. This year? Like I don't think it's happened. Hardly Never. at all. Hardly at all. We've all got our theories, and and we've all, you know, what the numbers tell us and what our eyes tell us. Yesterday we stumbled onto something, and, and it's it's one of my other than the mental block of just. Hey, it's the fourth quarter, and as soon as they miss their first few shots, it's like a, oh, no, here we go again kind of thing, which I think is definitely a big factor. I think another one, too, and I'm really curious to see what you think about this, 
is it seems like a lot of times in the fourth quarter, they're playing more to protect the lead rather than to grow a lead. And they're, they're really focused more on killing clock and running the clock down and getting into their sets way, way, way too late. And it just feels like it throws them off of any kind of rhythm that they got. I, I felt like a lot of that against Miami. Are you totally. seeing some of that too? Yeah, I think teams know. I think they know. I, man, some of those home games, like Sacramento, it was obvious, right? Like they were going to run, but Chicago's coming in, and Io DeSumo was the one guy I noticed on the floor running up and down who was like, as soon as the ball goes up in the air, I'm running. Because like no one is going to keep track of me. I'm going to get three or four buckets tonight just because I'm running out. Dalen Terry was out there. And those are two guys who you shouldn't expect the Suns to be worried about necessarily, but you're letting guys like that who were – in the rotation of sorts, be really effective just because they're getting free runouts. And, and that's the type of thing where the scouting report has been, I think, clear as day now for a couple of weeks is that you want to slow down the pace against them in the fourth quarter, especially, and they are going to let you run out. Like you're going to get a couple free buckets a night if you just keep running in transition. And that's problematic because that's how you lose these types of games, like to that point where if you're mostly solid, but you don't clean up another area then you're in trouble. Like the Indiana and Orlando games, like you can't let a team take more than like 10 shots, let alone 20 than you or else you just have to be perfect. And they aren't capable of that right now. I think that when they've got big leads, they tend to try to take more time off the clock and end up settling for a worse shot. I mean, I've seen it. I brought it up yesterday. We talked about it quite a bit. It does seem like they're they're trying not to shoot the ball 10, 12, 13 seconds into a shot clock. They're trying to get it under 10 and shoot. And sometimes you're passing up good shots to do that just to kill clock. And as we've seen in this league, barrage of three-pointers gets you back in. Doesn't matter if you're down 10, 15, 20 points. Three, four minutes, a, a team can come back with if, if they start to hit some three-pointers. Yeah, I think we're waiting for things to click together. Before um, Beal broke his nose, I thought that he was playing really, really good basketball and looked like he was going to be perfect in his role, and I mm-hmm. still believe that he is going to be that guy for the most part. Obviously, the the month, the couple of weeks that Devin Booker has had, uh, he's been phenomenal. And then Kevin Durant's been fantastic pretty much all year. So those three guys uh, finding their form at this point in the year, now it's about them clicking together and having those moments where, like, Yes, this is Brad's time to attack Buddy Healed. Yes, this is Book's time. Like we haven't seen enough of that where it's a clear like trade-off of sorts where they're complementing each other. And that's the type of stuff that we really need to see over the last 40 games because that type of um symbiotic relationship to use a fancy fancy word, I guess, uh there in in the fourth quarter especially is how they're going to win playoff games because what did, what did we say during the Chris Paul years? We're like, if they're just within like three or five and it gets to the fourth quarter, Chris is going to take them home. He's just going to take them home. And now it's like, okay, they're up 12 going into the fourth. Is that enough? I don't mm-hmm, know. And mm-hmm. you, you can't be talking about that in game five when you're at a 2-2 series and you're on the road. Like that can't be a conversation point. I know every – Kellen Olsen joining us in the studio, our son's guru from ArizonaSports.com. I know every game is different. Every situation is different. Give me a rough estimate in your mind. What is the perfect number of three-point attempts the Suns should be aiming to have on a given night? Is there a perfect number? You just got to get to 30, and then after that, it doesn't really matter. Like You don't have to get to 45 or 40 or like 37. There isn't a magic number, but I just think that 30 is always the goal every single night. You can't start to seek them out, though, in a way that is counterproductive to your offense, and it's a very 
fine balance, but I think they've been finding it for the most part, but it is one of those things where you as a team need to acknowledge in the first half or at halftime when you're looking at the box score and you have nine three-point attempts or 11 or 12 or whatever, and you got to be like, we need to get up more threes. We need to be really looking at driving and kicking more, triggering our ball movement, and that's where those three guys specifically need to step up where, in a way, to bring up Chris again, that's the thing where he would have been on that like in the second quarter. Like He would have been like, we only took three threes first quarter, we got to get him up. Oh, we'll run this instead of this to get this going. And that's where he can prove to be a difference maker and those guys need to step up. Because the whole need for a point guard thing, I don't think it's like structurally or just comes down to like what exactly they're doing because that point guard is just going to be running the same stuff. But it's like the, the know-how from, from him is, is what they're missing more than anything. All right. Yep. I, know, I, I, I agree with that, but I would also like to see what they could do with some of these bench guys. Me and Burns, you talked about like a Kata Bates D app, trying to give him more run. They have done that a little bit. Try to see if one or two more guys can establish themselves in their role. Eric Gordon had a great game the other day. Drew Eubanks is going to be on the show tomorrow. It was great. But to me, I still think they've got to try to establish one or two more guys off that bench. Yeah, trade deadline a week from tomorrow. So yeah, we'll, week we'll from see. Tomorrow. Yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about that much more when I'm in next week. But that's something where you hope, like, can you find guy seven, guy eight, or guy nine in the rotation? Can so you you're, find in, that guy? you're in the day before the trade deadline? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'll be here day of. I'll be here Monday. I'll be here. Yeah, it's, 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 it's one of those weeks. It, it feels like one through six done it's yep. seven eight nine is there an upgrade is you can there win better? with eight you can win with eight you can win with eight yeah they just don't have seven eight or nine right now uh, yeah. mike d'antoni almost won with eight in a big game <laughs> almost won with eight when <laughs> boris and amari was suspended uh, should have but yeah. then he ran out of eight ran out of gas yeah right before the finish line all right kellen uh as always we appreciate you stopping in thanks for the time good stuff we especially we're going to talk about it coming up here in a minute uh, your colleague and co-host from the Empire of the Suns podcast, Kevin Zimmerman's story about the fourth quarter numbers. And I know you talked a lot about them, but how the offense is kind of the focus. We're going to talk about that coming up next. I thought that was a really well-written article. You love a Kevin Kevin's. Zimmerman byline every now and then. This guy's in meetings all the time. This lead editor stuff he's got to do now. He's got let the kid cook every Fancy responsibilities. Yeah, you got to let yeah. the kid cook. Surprised he has time to do a podcast with you. Yeah, <laughs> he's a busy Thanks. guy. Thanks, Kellen. We appreciate it.